Hello everyone and welcome back to Two Pills in a Pot. Following on from last week's episode, episode 21, this week we have Glenn in the podcast again to share more of his stories basically. And we want to say thank you so much for your feedback from last week. Thank you for listening to the episodes, sharing the episodes and telling us what you think about it. We really appreciate it and we hope you enjoy this episode as well. So just to do a little bit of a recap, last week we talked to Glenn about him coming out to his friends and family, the difficulties, the struggles and how he has managed to stay true to himself despite all of that. So today we're just going to have a continuation of that conversation and we hope that you enjoy it as much as the last one. When did you move to London? Uh, So I came here in August 2016, uh, started my undergrad in September and... Ever since I've always been here. So it's almost five years then, yeah? How is it different living in London as a gay man compared to Singapore? Uh, I think it's freedom in a sense where I feel like I can be who I am. And that's that's something that liberates me in a sense. Uh, it makes me feel like I have nothing to hide, number one. Number two, I can hold my partner's hand whenever, wherever. I, I don't get judged. And I can be, I can st- strike a conversation with, if like for example, my colleagues or like my friends or whoever down, uh, you know, like a stranger, uh, on the road, you know, oh, this is my partner. I, I don't feel ashamed of it, and that's something that is so liberating. You know, it's it feels like that's you can just be your authentic true self, and that's so different from at home. I would say. So even if you go home and visit Singapore, for example, would you still feel? uncomfortable to be as free as you are in London even now? 100%, 100% because, you know, you know, Asians, we are very traditional uh, and Singapore is, you know, I would say even though they are actually being more receptive, being more you know, open to the changes, but there were always going to be people that still are homophobic, mm. are going to say nasty things to you. And they're going to judge you. And so much so if you say that, you know, I, I don't really care about what people say and people, how people look at me, it kind of affects you in, in, in a way as well. And we are humans. Mm. And let's not deny that. Mm. So I think that's kind of like the stark differences in a sense where it's not that I'm afraid to be judged, but it's just that I feel uncomfortable being in that surrounding. Mm. What do you think like society in Singapore or even in Asia in general, what do you think that they can do to help, you know, raise awareness or be more conscious about the LGBT community? Or do you know any movement that already is happening in, say, Singapore that you can share with us? Well, uh, I think people need to be more educated. And that's something that, it applies to all aspects of life. If you are educated and you read more, you learn more, you watch the news, you you hear from people's perspective rather than just, you know, one-sided conversation, I would say, uh, people will tend to actually understand better what the situation is, how the world is actually evolving, how the world is actually changing, the mindset of the people, you know, the community, and it's the community that construes things to be. 
And and that's the thing. I feel like in Singapore right now, the movement is actually getting stronger and and and, and better. Uh, people are being more receptive, understanding, but there's always going to be that certain number of people that will never change. There's always going to be a, that, that tiny group of people that, you know, is always going to be saying, you know, this is wrong because mm. of our faith, our religion and stuff like that. But I guess we can't really change how the world, how people think. Mm. You know, at the end of the day, it's, we are humans. We have our own opinions. We have our own, you know, we think of things in, in different light. And there's always going to be a reason out there. So I'm not trying to change the world in the sense of how people think of us, but it's always good to improve the situation. Mm. And that's how I see it. Mm. Improving the situation through time. That's very true. So when when did you get married? So I got married, okay. Uh, how did you know that's the right person? That's what I'm going to ask. How did I know it was the right person? Yeah. I think it's just that feeling where you feel like this is the person that you want to live your life with, you want to settle down with. I think it's just the frequency, the chemistry and everything just pl- comes along, you know, together. Mm-hmm. You know, I always get questions, you know, from people asking me, how do you know this is the right person? Because right I ask Candice the same over. question as well. I... But, but it's something that is so personal. It's something that you can't explain with words, mm. you know. And it's just that feeling you have, that spark you have, that love you have for that other person and that you would do anything and everything for the person and you feel like you want to have a life with the person you want to create a f- have a family you know you want to create a home um, you want to do things together you want to travel the world you want to create wonderful memories together so it's that kind of feeling and, and thought that you that I, that I have mm. you know uh, and I got married in my final year of university yes I know guys it's something that you shouldn't be doing <laughs> why? <laughs> Uh, I you know I was in the midst of, I was in the middle of law school you know coming to an end in in a sense you know I was it was difficult but here I have you know putting a ring on my finger and it was yeah it was something pretty much challenging for me I would say uh I took a leap of faith definitely never regretted ever since did your partner ask and you just accepted it or well we actually funny thing is we actually kind of discussed about it I still remember that that fateful day where we actually discussed about it like you know how is it going to be like and stuff like that but obviously I didn't know that he was going to propose <gasps> uh, there and not, not there and then but like he actually you know thought of uh, it, uh, thought of it asked, asked my friends you know my, my, my housemates uh, that he's going to come down and they kind of planned you know the whole proposal and stuff like that which was really sweet that's so sweet yeah yeah how is it like being married just even in general not as a gay couple you know because i'm gonna be that soon so (laughs) So. (laughs) well i think (laughs) no more oyster for you (laughs) no more marriage is i think to me to to me right marriage is just a label Mm. let's let's be real okay Mm. um even if you are not married you are in a relationship it's as good as being married because the commitment is there Mm. but what what makes it a little bit different is the fact that the commitment level is higher in that sense. You can't just run away. I mean, you could, <laughs> but obviously there's going to be a legal, legal process that you have to go through and it's going to cause a lot of emotional, mental, or what physical kind of like, you know, mm-hmm. exhaustion in a sense. But yeah, I think it's just the commitment level is, is just much higher in a sense. Yeah. But other than that, everything is the same. To be honest, everything is the same. 
well, another difference I would okay I would say is probably about the finances part. You know, the finance. You talk about uh, having a joint account and stuff like that and and you know, uh, wanting to buy a home, saving to buy a home together, and, and building a home together. So all these kind of things come kind of, come kind of incorporates into, or rather encompass a marriage. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. So sometimes it kind of feels like a contract in a way, isn't it? Like essentially, it's a contract, isn't it? Essentially, in the eyes of the law, yes, it's a contract. <laughs> you know, uh, legally bound, legally binding. You know, between two person. Obviously, you have, you will reap the benefits of of you know being married in different countries and whatnot. Yeah, I feel like you have to be certain mm. that this is he or she is the one for you mm-hmm. before you say yes to the person. Yeah, that's true. I'm sorry, I'm not totally sure about this, but is same sex marriage legal in Singapore? I was gonna ask. Not at all. Same-sex marriage is not legal in Singapore because of 377A, which is the, the the law in Singapore, which kind of stops people from doing any sexual... stops two same, uh, you know, like, gender from doing any sexual activities behind closed doors. It's the same in Malaysia. In public. So it's pretty strict, but the thing is that I feel like the law is there, but it's not doing anything. Mm, Do you get what I mean? Mm, it's just mm, mm. It's just there because... How this community wants it to be, even right. though we are fighting so much, so hard for it to to, you know, for them to to change the law, but because majority of the community would think that you know it's something unacceptable and mm. it's something that will change the dynamic of the whole country mm. and how people will react to certain things and how future generations would 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 be, you know, that that mindset, that thought, that ideology, mm. you know, and some parents are obviously. Uh, homophobic you know they wouldn't want that the children to be taught mm. about gays in mm. primary school or, or secondary school and that will kind of skew their mindset maybe hey let me explore this area and stuff like that and that's not right they see that as so, that influence exactly so it is there but it's not really in effective in that sense that's crazy so how does it work then say if you're in singapore right now and you want to live with your partner and you want to be with your partner forever can you still live together or how does it work since you can't get married there? Yeah, I mean, by all means, you can live together. You're not you're not proving anything, right? That you are a couple or anything. You're not saying I'm living with my partner. We are having, you know, a physical contact or sexual intercourse. Uh, please come and catch us or whatever. It's, no one's going to say that. You know what I mean? It's, it can be two good friends living together. Why not? Right, it can be right, two right, good right. friends who are, who are guys or girls living together. Best friends living together. What's wrong? Mm. Do you get what I mean? So yeah. that 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 aspect. So I have a lot of friends that actually uh, are together, and obviously they, you can't get married in Singapore, uh, and it's not recognized even when you get married, you know, somewhere else. And and going back to Singapore, uh, it's not recognized at all. Uh, but I do have friends that buy houses together, and and they put their two names down, you know, together, and it's just it's fine. You can just buy a house with a friend and and say that you are co-owners uh, of of the house. It doesn't matter. There's, there's nothing wrong with that. Yeah, I guess at the end of the day, you just do what you want to do. And as long as you're not hurting anyone, then, you know, like, why not, right? As long as you're happy. So we talk about coming out to your friends and your family. Have you ever had to deal with, like, you know, all those nosy aunties that are not even like your family, just, you know, maybe like family friends or your friends parents like do you ever go there with them i i wouldn't say that i've actually told 
nosy aunties or like my friends fr- my my parents' friends or whatnot like that. Because I think to me, this is something personal to me. And I think having my family to know it's it's already a blessing. And for them to be so, you know, accepting and respectful is already a blessing and I'm not gonna ask for more than that. Ultimately is if my family, my parents would want to tell their friends that's their choice, I'm okay with it. If if they want to hide from them because of certain reasons, I'm okay with it. I'm not going to force them to be like, you have to tell your, your you know, mm. your friends about me. Because to me, it's personal. It's mm-hmm, private mm-hmm. and they understand. And that's something that I've been telling them since day one. So if you feel comfortable, you can say if, you, if not, then it's fine. But like, what's your future plan with your partner? Like, are you planning to have kids or um, are you happy with your cute dogs? And <laughs> what, what's, the, what's the plan? Well, our future plan is obviously, uh, you know, we want to get our own house together uh, and we talk about having kids, uh, mm-hmm. yeah, for a while. Um, I initially wanted four kids, but he said it's too much. <laughs> four, kids will ma- four kids will make us broke. Yes, <laughs> I can say broke. that because so, I have four siblings. <laughs> so I, we kind of settled on having two kids, two children. Oh, that's yeah, nice. And, and, and we'll see whether it's going to happen in the future, but we are quite certain that we do want children in the future mm, uh, that's cute. and that kind of to us i feel like that kind of completes a family mm. a family unit mm. you know it and i would say it shows to other people out there who are homophobic that not only heterosexual couples can have children of course even gay couples can have children and be happy at the same time yeah. you get what i mean yeah and we can live a normal happy life because sexuality is just something very personal and yeah. not, it's not it's not going to define who you are and your character mm-hmm. yeah exactly in terms of you know finding resources and getting more information about the lgbtq topic where would you suggest someone to go you know for people who are not necessarily homophobic but they are not very kind of up to speed with it or they want to know more about it they want to educate themselves better um about this topic but they don't necessarily know where to go to look for information and where would you suggest them to go as like the first part of call well i'm sure you know at this you know at this age and time uh, the uh, internet is provides you everything and is that if you say that you don't know anything such it you know it's easy to find information online and to be honest out of 10 people i'm sure one of your friends are gay mm. and that's for sure <laughs> <laughs> so it's whether they come out to you or it's whether you make an effort to actually just ask you know mm. if you kind of realize you know maybe they are gay you know it's just be frank about it and maybe just be more sensitive in that sense as well you know so approaching the person and asking them you know how is it like you know why 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 do you feel in this way certain way um what made you you know who you are today and and whatnot i think being educated is the first part of call in a sense where that really opens your mind you know to a different world out there Mm -hmm. so that you are you are you know you are more sensitive in in terms of what you say to people Mm -hmm. and how you react to certain things i feel like your answers for the podcast has been like very diplomatic and positive yeah yeah and very positive because like even when we ask you about you know when people are offensive to you or whatever you're like just let them be you know 
anyone can just be who they want to be. I don't care. Leave me alone. That kind of thing. But like, this is very sub. You see, but this is very subjective. You yeah, get what I mean. Yeah, some people are not. Yeah, this is my personality. This is my character. I'm naturally a very happy-go-lucky person. I'm very mm. positive. I, you know, look at things on the brighter side of life. Because why, why let someone someone's words bring mm. you down, just because they are, they feel like exactly. it. Yeah. So everyone needs to have the confidence, you know, and be who you are and be love yourself before you can love someone else. And that's why I always tell all my friends, even in gay or non-gay relationship, yeah. you have to love yourself first before you can love someone else. Like Justin Bieber say, love yourself. Exactly. Yeah. You can answer this if you want, but if you don't want to answer it, that's also totally fine. You mentioned that you're obviously religious and people that are religious usually tend not to accept this because of what the religion is teaching them. So how have you dealt with it and how has this impacted your relationship with God in a sense? Uh, to me, I feel like religion, faith is something very sacred and very personal and that's something that have never in a sense affected me in terms of uh you know uh putting my religion aside mm. and, and and focusing on my life in a way religion has always been incorporated in my life ever since i was born and i was born in a born and raised in a christian family at home uh where it teaches us values you know and let's be real you know all religion teach you how to do, to do good things no religion will teach you how to do bad things Right, yeah. so naturally to me, I feel like even though certain things are said in the Bible, you know, but it's not that it really affects me in a sense. It initially it, it did, but naturally, I feel like my relationship with God is something so personal, and so sacred that no one knows, no one will ever ever know about it. In a sense, no one will understand. I would say, so it has never really affected me because. It's just very personal, I guess. It's just, yeah. I think you might have covered this already, but um, what are some of the struggles you've had to overcome to get where you are today, you know, living this life where you're happy and super accepting of who you are and just grateful for what you have? Well, the struggles I have, uh, I actually struggled with, you know, uh, when I you know started to like guys, I struggled uh, accepting myself so that was you know uh, one of the huge struggles I, f- I faced um, I was in this kind of like time zone or rather period where I felt like this is wrong mm. but is it my heart telling me this is wrong or is it my mind telling me this is wrong or is it because if it's my mind it's because probably it's because I was born and raised in a Christian home that was telling me this is wrong but I think it took really some time for me to learn how to accept myself and that's something that I'm so happy and proud to say Mm -hmm. that you don't have to rush Mm -hmm. to accept yourself Mm -hmm. you have to find out when you know when you can learn how to accept yourself and love yourself and what works for you Mm -hmm. so that was like one of the struggles that I faced you know back then Uh, and then when I actually you know moved to the UK and, and and started my uni here my relationship my 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 parents were not very wasn't very good in the, because they kind of knew uh that i was gay of course uh and 
the whole religion topic came into the picture and naturally you know every time I have a conversation with my mom we would end up you know quarreling and it kind of was frustrating for both of us you know but I think through time you know she learned how to respect my decision she knows she knows that I can take care of myself you know I'm in the good hands of you know my partner and she has met my partner and stuff like that and they know like yeah we are I'm in a safe mm. place so naturally as a mom as a parent you will naturally be like oh my, my child is doing well is doing good you know let's let him be let him fly mm-hmm. you know and, and create a life of his mm-hmm. own and that's something that you know I'm very I, have, I will always be grateful mm-hmm. for do you have friends that like because of society because of family friends refuse to come out and what would you say to them to be honest I have a lot of friends that are closeted they are not coming out to their families and friends because they, f- they fear that the, you know, the family will disown them and that's something that's really not upsetting, mm-hmm. you know? I mean, who wants to be disowned, mm-hmm. right? In, in a way, just because they like the same gender. Mm-hmm. Uh, but every family works differently. Mm-hmm. So all I can advise is just be yourself, be true to yourself. As long as you know you are financially stable in a sense and you feel like you are ready to come out to your family, your friends, then go for it. But you have to safeguard yourself mm-hmm. first and that's really important. Mm-hmm. What do you mean by safeguard yourself? By safeguarding means, you know, make sure that you are financially stable, you have a you have somewhere to go, you can, you're not going to be living on the streets, you know, you have friends there that will be able to support you uh, and stuff like that. So these are all the considerations you need to take, you know, before going out and being open mm. about your sexuality. I feel like it's so sad that like some people are like stuck in the closet and can't come out and they have no one to talk to. Is there like any support or help in London you can find someone similar to talk to because like some people like that might not be able to say to their friends or family is there any support in say in the UK that like you know you can go to do you know 100% 100% you know UK is a very big supporter of LGBT rights and there are a lot of organizations out there that you know give you a listening yeah. ear google it and you'll find so many mm. of them out there you know and they are always willing to help mm. you and willing to to listen to mm. you and your problems and give you great advice and and that's something that i feel like someone needs to find a community that he or he or she will be able to fit in and that's really important it's finding a common interest in mm. that sense you know like find it find the people that think think mm. alike like mm. you that is you know that is accepting that is able to relate to you they have empathy mm. you know for you uh, because they have been through the same thing and I'm sure there are so many people out there that are similar to your struggles mm. what you're facing in a sense um, not everyone is the same but I can guarantee you that there are people out there that at least one of them is the same mm-hmm. as you yeah I think you've been very transparent about your journey and I think you're also very aware that you know your journey might not be the same as everybody else's journey because you're so lucky to be surrounded by people that have been so supportive, that have been very loving and very open towards you, your identity and just who you are as a person. And you recognize that not everyone has the same journey. So what would you say to them, you know, for someone who has been struggling and possibly hasn't had the same journey as you and yours hasn't been as positive what would you say to them well cliche as it sounds i'm going to say just don't give up you know just keep pedaling and i always believe 
you know, keep moving, keep pedaling as as what you have watched. You know, Nemo and Dory, keep pedaling, going, keep going on. You know, be true to yourself, love yourself, and one day you will find you know the light at the end of the tunnel, and where where you feel like you can be free, you can be who you are. And even though it takes a long time, it took me a long time as well to come out to you know to be who I am. Now, um, it's worth it. It's worthwhile. Trust me. It's worth the time, the effort, the pain, the struggles. Because all this teaches you how to be more strong, how to be more resilient, mm. how to be more you know discerning in your in in terms of making decisions in life, and it makes you a better mm. person. It builds a character. Okay. Wow, I feel like me and Glenn, we have been friends since we're like what, fourteen, fifteen years old, and. You've grown from like this silly boy that always just wants to eat bakute to this young man who is super mature and like wise beyond your years. And I think because we don't speak all the time and we don't speak every day, whenever we do catch up and I speak to you, I can really tell that you have matured so much and you've grown so much. Even the way you speak, the way you think, um, the way you approach situations, it's very it's very different and i can definitely see the growth in you and as a friend i can say that i am very proud of you know the person that you are today and what you have achieved and the fact that you are living a happy life and being able to be true to yourself well i i, I had my fair share of struggles i have to say and everyone will go through you know different obstacles in life but you know what at the end of the day if you get there that all yeah. matters right Yep, definitely. I think we'll leave it at that for this episode. Once again, Glenn, thank you so much for being here and choosing our platform to share your stories and share your insights and spending time with us despite the technical difficulties. So thank you so much. And for you listening to us, thank you so much if you've listened all this time. We hope that it has given you some insights and, you know, get you inspired and if you want to check Glenn out where can they find you Glenn? Oh, you can just reach me on Instagram I will not block you I will not, I will not ignore you I will, just, I will reply you don't worry about that <laughs> we know he's cute and irresistible but <laughs> yeah you guys are selling me <laughs> if not the other man's man will come yeah. after you exactly <laughs> So you can find him on Instagram at Glenn Orson. We'll leave his Instagram handle in the show notes. And thank you so much for listening to this episode. As usual, if you've enjoyed it, please share it with your friends. And leave us feedback on Apple Podcasts and follow us on Spotify. And also we have an Instagram page at Two Pills in a Pod and a website at www.twopillsinapod.com. We are coming to the end of season two. So if you have any topics at all that you want us to cover at season three, please leave us DMs or emails or anything like that. Just let us know and we'll try and cover it for you. Thank you so much for listening. Bye.